0: Welcome to Wisdom from the Mountain, a podcast about intuition, spirituality, and following your path. I'm your host, Tara Alexandria. I'm a psychic medium, intuitive guide, and healer. I'm here to support you to live from your intuition and find true healing and authentic growth. Thank you for being here and for your willingness to live your best life for yourself and for the world around you. Welcome, everyone, to episode four. Thank you so much for being here and listening. Today's episode is all about seeing and hearing and understanding the obstacles and the issues in our life and learning to see them as little miracles learning to see them as things that are moving us on our path forward in a beautiful way, in a way that maybe we couldn't have seen for ourselves, that maybe we couldn't have created for ourselves, and that we couldn't have even imagined because we hadn't had the experience of what was going to be offered to us. Before I dive in, I will just remind you that my book's open for readings on Thursday the 6th. So, two days from now, and they'll be open through my birthday, June 15th. And then they will be closed for a while because of my Follow Your Alignment course starting with the summer solstice. I'm so excited to lead this group in Follow Your Alignment through the solstice because I think it is a powerful energy for us to utilize. If you've been called to work with me, go ahead and visit my website at www.teralexandria.com and either book your reading or sign up for my course. And I can't wait to see you there. All right. Enjoy the episode. Today's episode is about the little miracles in our life. It's about the challenges that are actually little miracles and how we can work with those challenges and work with all of our signs that we're getting on our path to open up space for new energy to come in or new miracles to come in. The reason I wanted to share this is because this comes up really frequently with clients. A lot of times when a client comes to me, they're going through change, of course. They're going through what I consider a blind spot, of course. That's why they need someone who has vision to be able to see around for them. And they are often um, letting go of something or moving through something that is difficult to let go of because either they love it or because it's their comfort zone. And um, whether it's either of those things, it doesn't really matter. Those are really um, challenging situations either way. And it's important to um, get some assistance to kind of push through them. But what I find most often is that it's really important to shift perspective and see clearly that Your obstacles are actually not obstacles at all. They are little miracles. (laughs) They're little um, signs. They're little divine breadcrumbs on your path that kind of show you where to go next, that lead you out of your current situation, and that place you into your next steps that can literally pick you up out of where you are and put you on your path in a different way. So I'm going to talk about um, a personal story, of course, and I'm going to talk about um, a client story, and I want to tell you both of them because I think they both illustrate my point beautifully. I think that they're both really important to kind of show you what I mean about How little miracles can come in that we actually think are obstacles, that we actually see as problems, that we can end up feeling hopeless about rather than empowered about, and understand how we can go from point A to point B essentially in a really um, hopeful and empowered way. So, I want to make a distinction between obstacles and life events that are really painful because I understand that um, a lot of us will kind of think, well, how can I see someone passing away as a miracle? How can I see um, losing my house in a fire as a miracle? So I'm totally not um, trying to you that you need to bypass the pain. I'm not telling you that you need to um, bypass the difficulties that are in your life. When I'm talking about little miracles showing up in the bigger obstacles and bigger um, pains in our life, what I'm illustrating is that most of them pull us or push us or move us somehow into a new direction on our path that can be really, really powerful. And putting our um, focus on the empowerment of that rather than the grief and the um, hopelessness is uh, really important. Um, So I'm not saying to not grieve. I'm not saying to not feel what's going on in your life. I'm just giving you some um, frameworks that you can use going forward that help you to really navigate in an empowered way. All right, so I'm going to start with my personal story from last year. About a year and a half ago, I was in a master's program for an acupuncture degree, and I was hitting this point all of that year where I couldn't really see my future, and I don't know if any of you can see your future, but um, I was finding it really hard to visualize even my next three months. I couldn't see myself sitting in classes. I couldn't see myself um, working with patients in our clinic. I couldn't see myself doing what I was doing right then. It was a really hard time in my own mind from a vision standpoint for me to see where I was going And I remember saying to the lady who worked at the front desk at my school, I just can't see, I don't even know what classes to enroll in because I cannot see my future right now. And she is a very gifted person and she spiritually gifted. (laughs) That's what I mean. She's a very spiritually gifted person. And she said, right now, all you need to do is the work that spirit is bringing to your door. She said, don't worry about tomorrow even. If you can't see it, it's okay. Like the clouds will part soon. And I felt like I was really blocked, but I kind of just took her advice and I didn't really worry about doing anything. I really um, kind of let a lot of things in my life kind of slide and I focused on what was most important to me, what I felt like was showing up at my door about six months after this feeling hit, I had moved apartments several times throughout this school journey. And I'd reached this point where I did not have any savings to move into a new space. And my current landlady had asked um, me and my roommates to leave. And I felt this huge, like opening up in my path. It wasn't that I could see anything ahead, but it was just that It was like a boulder had been moved and I could at least see the path down the mountain. I was a little scared because I was like, I have no money. I'm living in one of the most expensive cities and I'm supposed to be getting a degree in something right now. So what am I supposed to be doing? What are the next steps? And I could not see the next steps to save my life, but what I did was... I kind of pulled together an action plan really quickly. A friend of mine helped me. I asked her if I could live with her and that was the biggest thing I've ever asked someone in my life. Um, And we decided I would live with her for two months. I was going to be out of the country for one whole month and this trip was already planned. So really I would only be in her space for about a month of my life. And um, we kind of just like threw this plan together and I decided to leave school because I didn't have the money to go forward with my plans at that time. And I just had this um, contingency plan just thrown together. My choices to open up to the path that was kind of suddenly appearing before me were the strongest choices I could have made at that time. Instead of fighting against the fact that I didn't have a savings, instead of asking someone for like loaned money, instead of trying to figure out um, how I would move forward in the same path, I was like, you know, there's something shifting here. Let me just turn and see what's being presented to me. And as I turned and asked that question, okay, what's being presented to me? I went on my trip, which was already planned. Uh, My trip was to Britain, to AFC, the mediumship school I always talk about. And it was also a trip where I would be meeting my parents there. And then we would travel a little bit to like Cornwall and Stonehenge and a few other points in Britain. So I was like, okay, I have to go on this trip. Like it's already basically paid for and I just, I need to go. When I got to my school, my roommate, my friend that had said, you can live with me, um, got back together with her boyfriend. And she was like, well, you can't live here anymore. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm in Britain and all my stuff is there. I don't really know what to do. Um, And where am I going to go? And so like a panic hit me. I'm laughing now. But at the time I was like, oh my gosh. And I just was like, okay, well... I I don't know what I'll do, but I'll have to handle it, right? And two days later at my mediumship school, I met my friend, Pascal, who I ended up living with in Switzerland. Everyone of you that has been following me, I'm sure remembers when I was in Switzerland because I was on Instagram doing live streams every single day. I was here with you all the time, but he literally invited me to come live with him because during a psychic reading, he saw that I had nowhere to live. And he talked to me about it. And he was like, if you wanted, I have this new space. I'm setting it up for um, shamanic trainings. He's a um, very gifted shaman and medium and um, trains others in these modalities. And he said, "I, I feel like you're supposed to be in this space. And I was like, well, that's a weird thing to ask a girl that you just met to come live with you. But okay, I just trusted this happening. I trusted that this person was a good person. He's such a good person. I trusted that we would have an important friendship. I trusted that I was supposed to go there. And I just said, yeah, okay, let's do this. And so I was able to finish out my trip in Britain. And then I flew to France to meet him at a spiritual Like a four day spiritual community thing. And then we ended up uh, driving through France to Switzerland, and then I lived there for months. And I tell you this simply because it's a big deal when you have no idea where you're going to live. It's a big deal when you don't have enough money for rent, for food, for your general um, sustenance and support. And this thing can almost suffocate your energy because you feel lost. You feel like, oh my God, what can I do next? What, um, How can I take care of myself? How can I handle this situation? And you can kind of grapple for all the right things to work, or you can just Open up to the next right thing. Open up to the next right step. And for me, um, a couple people would ask me, like, "How did you? How did you manifest all of this? How did you create all of this in your life in just a few months?" And I told them, for once, it was simply through letting go. Never in my life have I let go so hard. <laughs> I just could not care. More about making money to stay in LA, to stay in my program, to keep things in the same track that had felt difficult for so long because that energy was already talking to me. I was already saying to the people around me, I can't see where I'm going next. I can't see what I'm doing next. I don't understand what's happening right now. There's this boulder in front of me and I don't know how to keep walking on my path. And the circumstances that pushed me out of that current path were lack of money and um, technically the fires in California. There were fires in California at that time that affected my landlady's home and she then wanted her old home back. And so it was just like things shifted. Things shifted because of Mother Earth and what was going on with her. Things shifted energetically for me and the other people that were living in my space at that time. And I was kind of picked up by the universe out of that path and moved into a completely different one, but one that was much more aligned with me because I could develop what had been so important to me that year, which were um, things like my mediumship, my psychic work, my healing work and clients, and really understanding myself on a deeper level. So that new path that opened up was full of little miracles that were uplifting. Finding a home that was in a little, sweet, beautiful village in Switzerland was an amazing little miracle. But it's easy to say that when it's something happy, when it's something that you can definitely see as positive, when it's something like losing your apartment and not knowing where to go next and not having the money to make an apartment switch, you can feel low, you can feel depressed, you can feel hopeless. But what I learned in that situation is that it's not necessary to stay in those feelings. It's not necessary to feel like, um, the obstacle is not a little miracle. We can ask ourselves, okay, if everything is happening for me, then what is this doing for me right now? How can I react to this in my very best and highest good? And, how does this contribute to my path, rather than take away from it, rather than devalue it or make it harder to walk. One of the friends that would ask me, how did you manifest so much into your life, came to me as a client about maybe a year after all of this had happened. So I had some time to process it and understand it and really see the long view. Never put pressure on yourself to see why something is happening in a single day. It just won't happen. I did not see and understand this perspective for a while until I could really zoom out and get all the details in my mind and understand why it was all happening. But that's why you often need someone to see it for you and help you to walk around it and see it from the other side. So my friend came to me and... We had a session and in her reading, a lot came up around an ex-husband and their separation had like stayed with her. She had kind of sat down in it and couldn't feel or see her way around it. And the way that I was seeing it for her was that it was actually... A little miracle was that it was actually a huge helping hand on her path, because that person in that path were no longer the right direction for her. At the very beginning of this, I said, these obstacles or these um, course reroutes that happen to us are often things that need to happen because we wouldn't make the change ourselves. So if this person wouldn't have left her partner, the universe kind of needed to say, hey, you need to get out of this and go over here and go in that direction. So really moving from point A to point B for some people, it's like really painful because the thing that is changed or taken away or put in their path seems so unbearable seems so difficult and heavy. And that's why I wanted to bring this up because that is so much heavier than not being able to afford an apartment. Like that's a very different story. What I worked through with this person and what I was able to work through simply because I'd been through a very similar situation was that the highest importance at the at this time of her reading, so back then, was to begin letting them go. Remember that in my story, I said all of these things that I manifested only rushed in because I let go. I let go of control. I let go of expectation. I let go of saying how things should be. I just kind of had to go with what the universe was presenting me with. And I mean, the universe presented me with absolute magic. I visited Five countries in five months, and four of those countries were brand new to me. So it was amazing, but it was a journey that wasn't planned and that only opened up because I was able to let go on every level that I needed to. Financially, I just had to say, I don't care. Okay, I'm going to, um, you know, put my things into storage, I'm going to not sign any leases, I'm going to not get into any contracts, I'm going to exit my school program, and all of those things created freedom with my client who was in a relationship for years and then was separated for years, but not feeling like she could move on emotionally, like she could move on on her path, like she could even manifest anything going forward, whether that was a new love or just her own happiness, it was important to let go emotionally. And sometimes to let go emotionally, we need to let go physically. It was important for her to let go of things in her physical space that reminded her of her partner. It was important um, for me when I was going through a similar situation to get rid of anything and everything that was from that relationship. There was no way energetically that I could step forward holding on to even one thing. And it took me a long time to go, okay, that's valid. I can let go of everything. Because I used to think to myself, well, what about just remembering that person? And that was a really important period of my life. And basically I just created all of these excuses that kept me stuck in my pain and my feelings about the relationship, about the relationship being lost. And I say lost with quotes around it, because as I said before, the obstacles that come in, the more painful points that come into our path do not always need to be seen negatively. They can be seen as little miracles and we can take them and use them for us, for our path so that we can walk it with strength and open the door to even more little miracles for where it's taking us. One of the things that I shared with this client was that when I began to let go of the old love notes and all of the things and gifts and everything I had in my life from this last partner, I began to realize that there were things about me that I couldn't even let exist. And it was so interesting to me. So for example, I started to realize that I had stronger opinions about color of all things. I had stronger opinions about what I wanted to my, um, about what I wanted my environment to look like, about the kinds of things I wanted to own in my space that I thought were pretty, that I thought were nice. And even though that's a really small thing, it's still a greater level of going into myself and understanding myself so that I'm living a really authentic life. Sometimes living an authentic life is just about only reading the books that you want to read only buying the color mugs that you want in your cabinet. (laughs) That can seem so superficial, but really it is so much about the energy that you feel about yourself, about your space, about the way you're living your life. And what I felt with this person was that She was stuck in a really old version of herself and in a really old vision of her life, just like I had been the year and a half before when I couldn't see my way forward and little obstacles were beginning to present themselves like financial obstacles. And then when my landlady was like, okay, can you leave this apartment? I was getting all of these boulders in my path where I had to take a brand new route. I had to start a brand new journey, essentially, but it was really an extension of the journey I was already on. But that new extension of my journey was full of new people that I never would have met if I hadn't traveled halfway around the world. It was full of new friendships. It was full of new love. It was full of beautiful, beautiful places on the earth. I loved living in Switzerland. I always felt like I lived inside of one of those really cute snow globes and I have a thing for snow globes. So maybe that's why I liked it so much. Um, I got to go to Thailand and I was so amazed at the people that I met there and the healing experiences I had there. And all of those doors wouldn't have opened if I hadn't taken the big boulder that was in my path and said, how can I go around this in a way that is for me. How can I lean into this as a miracle instead of falling into this as a depression, as a hole that I'm only going to sink into and kind of lose all of the work I've done up until now to live the life I want. For those of you that do tarot, I do wanna talk about a tarot card just for a moment. And of course, um, those of you that don't do tarot, you'll still uh, learn from this. So, I mean, if you follow my Instagram, you know I love tarot cards. So they're going to pop up here and there. The tarot card that I really feel with this is the Eight of Swords. I feel that the Eight of Swords represents this whole situation that I'm talking about in a really good way because the Eight of Swords is about feeling helpless, Or bound in a situation where really you have a lot of power, you have a lot of choice, you have a lot of autonomy to either make your decisions or change your circumstances. And the figure in the Eight of Swords looks so dejected and hopeless and yielding like they are so passively accepting what's coming. The imagery in the card is like the ocean's tide is going to come in and it could drown her because she's tied up right by the water. But really there are swords next to her. And in some tarot decks there, there's like a sword between her hands that her, um, that her ties are kind of around and she can just pull her hands and cut them on that sword. So it's not that she doesn't have tools to help herself. It's not that she doesn't have resources. It's not that she doesn't have personal power. It's that she can't see her personal power. She's also wearing a blindfold in this card. She can't see her personal power. And this is what keeps her stuck. This is what keeps her bound. It is not the circumstances it's the reaction to the circumstances so there are two ways of seeing it and it's really important to get into a space of empowerment for all of your decisions because you get to create the little miracles i believe that i created my little miracles in the past year and a half since that huge moment of change because I kept asking myself, what is for me? What is for me? What is for me? I believe that my client has been creating her own little miracles as she lets go of all of those things that were keeping her stuck in that space, that were keeping her stuck emotionally, but those emotions were keeping her stuck everywhere else in her life on an energetic level. So my message for you today is this, that, when difficult things are showing up, to ask yourself how you can see them as a miracle and to ask yourself which reactions would then create more, which reactions feel expansive, like they open the space before you. And if you are feeling into certain reactions and you realize they aren't expansive, then they are contractive, they bring the energy Closed and they make you feel like you can't move, they make you feel stuck. That's the energy that you want to turn away from and you want to open up to that expansiveness. It's also really important with this to let your emotions flow, to let yourself feel what you're feeling. Every time that I was asked to leave my home in those many uh, years through school, and then at the tail end of it, before I decided, okay. I'm not going to get another apartment because something isn't working here. I still felt so much. I still felt moments of hopelessness. And then I would turn it around very quickly and turn it into excitement. I would say, what can I do? Is it just asking my friend if I can live with her? That is a wild thing to ask someone, but I felt so much trust with her, and I felt that she needed me at that time too. Sometimes the obstacles that show up seem like they are in contradiction with where we're going. For example, I had this trip planned, and then I had lost my apartment, and I thought to myself, should I get my refund for this trip? Should I not go on this trip? But it was already there. It was already planned, and that told me that it was important. It was so important for me because my parents got to see my mediumship work at school. They got to see me on a whole new level. And quite frankly, I think that it was really transformational for my father to see me in this way because I think he always worried about what I would do next, and he didn't see the psychic work and the mediumship as a valid career path, because it wasn't normal. it wasn't typical. It wasn't the business world that he grew up in and therefore had been living in his whole life. And the trip itself was transformational for my family as a whole, because my parents were kind of opening their worldview. They had only started traveling the year before. Um, My family hadn't traveled much in my entire life because of financial circumstances. And um, even though my parents are fairly um, open and forward thinking, this opened them up personally, and this opened up their worldview in a way where they could see even more potential for their lives going forward. And I think that's important at any stage of life. But especially for um, people who are around the age of my parents, if they get into a space where all of their kids are leaving or have left and they're kind of like, what do we do next? And there's this gray area. There's this kind of interim period where things just feel like, I don't know and it gave um, fresh fuel and dreams to them. So for me, that trip was absolutely necessary. It was already there. So I just want to say that because that's my advice for you when boulders come into your path where you're like, what am I gonna do with this? The plans that you've already made that are in your future should stay there because there's some reason that you're supposed to connect with them, that you're supposed to move through them because they're either going to teach you or help you grow or help you emotionally heal or create a brand new vision for yourself or for other people in your life. Because I think that we are equally part of The loved ones in our lives. um, We're equally a part of their path as we are a part of our own. I think that things are so interrelated and it's so important to just be aware of that bigger picture and what's happening for you. What's happening for you is always happening for your highest good and that of everyone else. All right. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. It was lovely for me to create and to kind of relive that story for myself and to think more about this energy. I hope that you're able to see some of the little obstacles or blocks or whatever you call them in your life right now and see them instead as little miracles and use them to empower yourself to go forward. Have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.